Hello, and welcome to another episode of True Stories of Good People, a podcast brought to you by GoFundMe. In each episode, we sit down with someone who's making a difference in other people's lives or has had their life changed by someone kind. And today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by two wonderful people who can offer a perspective from both sides. Todd Oldfield has known Wendell Gill for over 40 years, ever since Todd was a teenager working at a local McDonald's. Although the two were never extremely close, when Todd found out that Wendell needed help, he knew he had to act. The resulting story is almost unbelievable. Hello out there from Lexington, Kentucky. This is my first time ever visiting Kentucky, and I'm so honored to be here because we have two very special guests on the podcast today. Please help me welcome Todd Oldfield and Wendell Gill. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you both being here today. Thank you so much. Okay. You're very welcome. So, Todd, from what I understand, you've actually known Wendell for quite a long time. Is that right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when and where did you first meet? Well, we, uh, I'm sure Wendell doesn't remember the moment, but I remember <laughs> the first moment that I saw Wendell. Really? Yes, it goes back 43 years ago, wow. roughly. Uh, I was just a mere pup in <laughs> June of 1980, uh, no, 78, I apologize. And I had gotten my first real job <clears throat> working for McDonald's. That's exciting first and, job. <laughs> yeah, I was 15 years old. I wasn't, you know, I, w I was very young. And so I began working for McDonald's and on my first day, um, you, you know, you're a scared kid, you start meeting people you don't know. And out in the lobby was this, what seemed like a little old guy cleaning. And he looked over while he was standing next to a trash can and smiled at me real big. <laughs> and that was Wendell. And I thought he was a little old guy then. And that was 40, <laughs> 40 plus years ago. And so now I'm 56 years old. And Wendell is, what, eight, Wendell, 84? 85. 85 wow. years old. So that's how we met, was working at McDonald's together. It's quite a long friendship. Oh, uh, yes. Wendell, do you remember Todd as a teenager? Yeah. What was he like back then? <laughs> he was a nice boy, I yeah. always thought. <laughs> um, so, Todd, you eventually left your job at McDonald's and became an insurance uh, salesman. Is that correct? Well, again, we're talking about a lifetime ago. Yeah. I was just a little boy. I've, uh, I've, I've done many things over the course of my life, but most of my work has been uh, in the area of either executive recruiting in the healthcare world. Wow. Or I've spent, um, I think I counted up a total of 16 years in financial services, and, and this never came out. In, in all of this, but I actually professionally, my number one occupation is I help people get out of debt. Oh, wow. And so the Wendell thing, huh. we had no idea <laughs> this was going to happen, but we kind of did it for him, <laughs> but not from a professional means, but from a charity means yeah. because of your all's wonderful site. But, but that's what I do is I help people get out of debt. What drove you toward that field in the first place? Um, well, financial services as a whole, Wall Street and all that, I was a stockbroker for many years with Dean Witter back in the 80s. Um, and, and financial services have just, has just been an area that I've always just loved participating in, advising people, especially seniors, 
on how to save money, how to better invest their money, uh, and how to save money on health care. I just get a lot of pride out of, of helping seniors, really. That's awesome. So during this span of 40 years or so, um, when you left your job at McDonald's, would you still run into Wendell when you stopped in every once in a while? Oh, yeah. In fact, that's been, you know, why he and I are still friends now. All the course of my life, you know, as I've raised my children and uh, I, I didn't do it often and I did not live in Lexington for five years. And 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 there maybe were period, stretches of time that I didn't see Wendell very often. But when given the opportunity, if I was looking for a quick lunch, I was thinking McDonald's, mm-hmm. I'd always go to McDonald's on Richmond Road and hope to see Wendell. Uh, my children have memories of Wendell. My daughter, when she was just a little girl, you know, used to call him Window. <laughs> you know, she didn't get the difference between Wendell and Window. She's 33 now and barely even remembers that. But all my life, I've just kind of stayed in touch with him as a friendly acquaintance from my childhood. It seems like a lot of people around town know who you are. Todd, how would you say other people in town describe Wendell? Well, you first off, you just made an understatement of the day, probably <laughs> the week, maybe the month. Uh, Wendell will tell you that he can't go anywhere, that he doesn't see somebody that knows him. <laughs> local celebrity? Oh, very local <laughs> celebrity. The man did this job for 43 years Um, everybody that came into that store and encountered him got the same smile I got (laughs) when I was 15 years old. Wow. And so, yeah, he is, he's, he's been, and that's been a big part as to why this campaign went so well was all the local recognition of Wendell. Wow. So then let's fast forward about 40 years or so from the first time that you met Wendell as a teenager you're now a grown man, and you stop into McDonald's one morning for breakfast, and you see Wendell, and you notice something different about him. Can you share a little bit about that day with us? Okay. So this is really the beginning of the story, um, I, and that's exactly what happened. I was on my way to a meeting in Cincinnati and stopped by to <clears throat> have a breakfast sandwich. It was very early, about 7 o'clock in the morning or even earlier, place was empty. There were two boys sitting at this table who had no idea. And I got my breakfast sandwich and went over and sat down at a high top. And there comes Wendell slowly coming over to my table because he does know my face. He knew my face. I mean, we're not like best buddies, but he's always known me. And and I will tell you, the moment I saw him, I saw a frail look about him. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Wendell, how are you? And he looked at me. He said, well, I'm not doing real good. I lost my wife. And um, you never know when you ask a question what the answer is going to be. And and immediately I thought, this is why he looks frail. And so he told me the story about he and Della, his wife of uh, 68 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um, they had stopped in not long ago in August, at the end of August 2018, and stopped to have 
a little breakfast together after going to a doctor's appointment. And uh, when they arrived, she said, pardon me, I'll go to the restroom. She went into the restroom. Now, this is the store in which he works, okay? And his job is to keep the lobby and the restrooms clean for the customers. And so she went into the restroom. He ordered the food, went and sat down. And the story is that she had an aneurysm burst in her head. And for all intent and purpose, she died in that restroom at that moment. She didn't actually die for 24 hours later. But she died in this restroom as they had come in to have breakfast. And, and so this is the story that he is sharing with me. Now this is a month later since it's happened, last September. And I'm flabbergasted. Absolutely. I'm falling out of my tree. And then he points to these two boys sitting behind him. And he said, uh, and these are my sons, my adopted sons. You know, she left me here with them. Uh, they're both special needs boys, sweet as could be. Justin is 20 years old, and um, his mom and dad were alcoholics, and his mom suffered, or he suffers from fetal alcohol syndrome. Oh, wow. He's oh. the sweetest, most amazing kid I've met in a long time. And then John, his older um, son, because he adopted him, is 34, I think, or somewhere around 34. Yeah, 33. Yeah, 33. Uh, he's pretty severely autistic. And so he and Della, Wendell and Della, had adopted these two children. Wow. Wendell worked his butt off working at McDonald's, providing the income for the family. And Della was raising these two boys. Incredible. And, and um, so I started doing the math in my head. And I thought... Okay, you're in your mid-80s. You've just lost the love of your life of 68 years, leaving behind two special needs boys, and you got to keep working in the restaurant that you've worked for 40 years, cleaning the room in which your beloved wife just died. That's awful. Awful. I, I, I mean, I, I don't recall a story like this before. And, you know, I get my breakfast and I'm heading to Cincinnati with a cohort and, and I, 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 was, I was telling him what had happened and what I just went through and experienced. And I thought, you know, I want to do something to help the guy. I don't know what I could do, but, you know, I want to do something to help him. Well, first of all, I just want to take a minute and say, Wendell, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um thank you for being here to share your story with us. It's, it's an honor to have you here and hear from you. So what you, what you had there, Todd, was this wonderful family that you've known for a very long time and kind of adding up what they must be going through. So you want nothing more than to help them. So what did you do next? <laughs> so I, I'm driving to Cincinnati. I'm telling this buddy of mine and uh, you know, what's happened and, you know, we're thinking about the day we've got ahead of us and and uh, all these ideas start percolating in my head. Um, and I thought, I don't know, I, I got to do something. And and so I started, uh, I, I did a post on Facebook that kind of told the story and said, I want to do something. I don't know what to do, though. 
And one of my friends said, well, why don't you go start a GoFundMe page for the guy? So I kind of let that sink in for a little bit. Another one said, you know, I think there was an article that had been done in the paper about him a couple years ago. So I Googled it and found out that the Herald Leader had written a really nice article about Wendell in 2016, I think, about the fact that even though he is 85, he chose to continue to work and serve the public. That's awesome. <laughs> Another friend said, you had to contact that reporter and see if she would get involved. That's a great idea. Right. And so that was on a Tuesday. Uh, I go and do my day up in Cincinnati, come home. I've taken all this into consideration, and by 4 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday, I started a GoFundMe page Wow! <laughs> with a meager little um, goal of 1000 bucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a good goal it for a, a beginning goal. fundraising effort, you know, not knowing what's going to happen or how you're going to do it. I had no clue how I was going to do anything. <laughs> and so I start. the first step was I started that page, $1,000. And I did what I knew to do. Um, I started sharing it on Facebook to my friends saying, hey, would you help me help this guy? And money started coming in a little bit. It mm -hmm. took a full week to raise a thousand bucks. Now, from Cincinnati, <laughs> I had already reached out to the reporter that wrote the article on Wendell a couple years before. And just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful lady. Uh, her name's Carla. And I said, Carla, my name's Todd Oldfield. You remember the story you did about Wendell? Well, let me tell you a story. And I want to know if you'd be interested in writing a follow-up piece. And so I told her the story of what Wendell had just gone through just 30 days before. Well. And she said, let me talk to some people and I'll get back to you. Okay, so that was Tuesday that we had that conversation. <laughs> uh, Thursday or Friday or Saturday, she and I did a one-hour interview, and um, and she said, I'm going to be working on a story. The, the funny thing was, it took me a week to raise $1,000. And so one message I'm going to have that we're going to kind of go back to a couple <laughs> times is media is what makes can have a huge impact on these GoFundMe 100%. pages. Yes. And so I was in Western Kentucky working uh, at that time. The follow a, a week later when I hit a thousand bucks, almost on the clock, I get an email from her said the story just went live. I was wow. like, story? What story? I didn't know you were that close, you know? And so the story went live. A week after I had begun it, I'd raised a thousand dollars, and in the next, I don't know, couple days, I'm going to bet five thousand came in. Wow! And now, and and it was really quite funny. I had set the goal a thousand bucks, blew through that, so yeah. I upped it to twenty five hundred. Yeah. Blew through that, I took it to five thousand, and all the while I had been thinking, wouldn't it be just remarkable if I could just help him pay off one of his cars? Yeah. Wendell had a lot of debt. And so, um, you know, the, the cheapest of the two vehicles, because he needs a car to be able to chauffeur the boys around in and get them to their doctor's yeah. appointments. And so I thought, wouldn't it be a burden off if I could just help him pay off the van? The van is, was the least expensive vehicle. It took $29,200 to pay it off. And so I had now upped the goal, $1,000 to $2,500 to $5,000. 
And I thought, okay, this is going to be a God one. Mm -hmm. This is going to be all on God. I can't imagine there's anything else I could do. So I'm going to up it to $29,000, $29,200, and see if we can get the money raised to pay off his van. That's one weekend, okay? And and so the article ran on Kentucky.com, and then, I don't know, it must have got traction because it ended up making it to the front page of the Herald-Leader here in Lexington, Kentucky. Wow. Uh, that following Sunday. Money's coming in, money's coming in, money's coming in. And so I'm still traveling in Western Kentucky. And I decided, I came up with an idea. A lot of these have just been really good ideas that worked out well. I thought, you know, I knew that Wendell had not a clue how fast this money was coming in. No idea. Nobody could have known. And so I even asked his family, I said, don't tell him anything else. Nice. Okay. I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> and I came up with the idea of getting a videographer, Frank Goad, wonderful guy, uh, to come and shoot a video. Now, I thought it would be a two-minute video. <laughs> and, you know, we would go in and we'd just look at the website and see how much money. And then Wendell's eyes would bug out and, <laughs> you know, and he'd see that we were just doing amazing things. Okay. And so we sat down to record this video in Wendell's home. Frank did just a marvelous job. He's an excellent videographer, lifelong friend. Also, you're kind of like a natural-born marketer. These are pretty fantastic campaign organizing ideas, like next-level stuff. I I am. I've got my skills. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I set out. You know, we were sitting at his kitchen table. And he's sitting on my right. And so we we recorded this video. I was thinking it'd be two or three minutes. We now refer to this uh, this video as the 19-minute video. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's the one up on your page, right? Yeah. It's on. It's at the top of the page. Yep. And, um, and there was just too much to say. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. This is a very complex story. And, and there was just too much to say that we wanted to get out there. And so... You know, I basically did a little interview of Wendell and and then we, you know, I, I clicked the refresh, not knowing how much money had been raised. Knew it was a lot, but and I want you to know the moment I clicked refresh, we were at twenty nine thousand two hundred dollars. Exactly. The exact exactly. Wow. And it's in the video. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean my my I'm just like, oh my God, we did it. It's right there, twenty nine thousand two hundred dollars. Yeah. And so I whipped it over and showed him. I said, Wendell, do you know how much has been raised? He said, well, I think it's been about (laughs) $10,000, And that video, the 19 minute video, which we refer to it now, has been viewed something like 60,000 times on. That's huge. On, um, you know, this whole thing lasted just a month. Yeah. The page. Uh, at the end of the month had received the GoFundMe page had received, I'm going to estimate somewhere around 120,000 views. Amazing. Okay. The video had been watched and watched and watched. And somehow, I don't remember what the question was. I guess I got it, but um, it's easier if I just kind of keep going with the story. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we were at $29,200 and this wonderful lady, um, uh, by the name, or let's see, Claire, okay, we had also done two TV interviews with the local news. 
after the uh, it had made the front page. So we were getting all this money was coming from a local level, mm-hmm. right? And 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 then the story got picked up by the Washington Post. Wow. And uh, they've got a lady who um, who writes and looks for inspirational stories by the name of Allison. She called me again mm-hmm. while I was in Western Kentucky. I do a lot of work in Western Kentucky. And she said she had read the story, heard about the story and wanted to do a piece. Now, I'm so grateful to the media. That's why I'm mentioning these people mm-hmm. by name, because they deserve recognition. If somebody's out there wanting to create uh, one of these GoFundMe pages, your likelihood of success is going to be really, really, really enhanced mm-hmm. if you can get it in front of the media and the right people. And so this Allison called me. She said, well, I'm with the Washington Post. And so I pulled my car over because I wanted to give her my full and undivided attention. She said, could we do an interview? I said, absolutely, we can do an interview. (laughs) And so we did about an hour together. And then the story ran in the Washington Post. And I think it made it to the actual print edition of the Post. Now, the online editions of these publications Mm -hmm. are where you reach the people because GoFundMe is... I don't know, I suspect a younger market, okay, and they don't necessarily go to print. You know, <laughs> they know the websites that they want to get their news from. And and so this lady did this thing, it went to print, and now the money really started coming in. So by the time we got to $22,900, and in that video, now that we'd raised that, I said to Wendell, you know, let's keep going. Yeah. Well, you know, let's keep going and do the van. Well, I, I want to pause for a minute, actually, and go back to that moment that he actually turned the computer around and showed you that amount of money when you thought it was maybe half. Um, how did that make you feel to see all of those people from your community and even beyond that supporting you in, in this really difficult time in your life? Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't believe it that was happening because... I didn't know I had that many f- people that would be frantic. <laughs> so I really got it paid off, and it really made me happy, and yeah. the boys happy. That's amazing. It's nice. so, Go ahead. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard to believe all that money coming for for me. Well, that's not where it ended. Um, so so the amazing thing about reading through your campaign, actually, is the way that you set it up and going back now. So you had your initial goal and then you said, like, done, complete. And then now you can kind of see it chronologically through time. You had like five main goals or something. And it's amazing to see it now because they're all complete, obviously. But um, But, you know, going through each one as they came along, um, did you kind of set those goals up in order of urgency? Like, how did you decide which goals you wanted to hit first? Actually, you know, as we were going to wrap up later, I was going to, you know, try to give people some ideas. Um, And so to kind of jump ahead with that, um, no, the problem is, and I know we don't necessarily need to get all theological, but uh, I always said with this that this was a God thing, not a Todd thing. <laughs> okay. 
All I did, I was a guy that stood at the top of Mount Everest and threw a bowling ball down it, and this is what came out down at the bottom, okay? Big, massive sucker, okay? And and so I kept chasing God, really, because, you know, I set the goal with that. I could have set the goal for 115000 at the beginning, but I didn't have enough confidence in God. I set it for 1000 bucks, then 2500 then 5000 then pay off the van. Each time I was asking myself, you know, is this the right thing for Wendell? Is this the right thing for me? Is this the right thing? You know, is God going to do this? Because I can't do it. I don't know how we're going to get to 29,000. I don't know how we're going to. So we got through the van. And at that moment, you know, I looked at his granddaughter, wonderful girl, Bethany. I looked at him. I said, Let's get the Jeep. You know, at that point, I had a confidence when we hit the 29.2 that we could get the next item on a wish list that was amazing. The the Jeep paid off. I thought, well, maybe I can get both of the cars paid off. <laughs> he doesn't need two, so we'll sell the more expensive one. So, so it wasn't a goal. big amount. We only had to get another $14,000 or something like that. See see how quickly your mindset changed, though? At first, you were like 1000 and oh, then now yeah. you're like 14000 more. That's no big deal. <laughs> Like forty thousand dollars or something. To, I think it was forty-two thousand. We needed to get both the vehicles paid off, and and the one vehicle sold the, yeah. the Jeep, and and so now if we go back to the timeline, and so yes, when you look at the website, you see goal one, you see goal two, goal three, <laughs> and as we were hitting these things, yeah, I was writing done. I was going back in, putting in done. <laughs> And I, we also took pictures and I did a lot of updates and, you know, we took pictures of Wendell writing out checks, you know, and uh, as best we could and, and making these payoffs because I also believe for a campaign to be successful, you got to have complete honesty and you got to have complete transparency. And for me, as the organizer of this thing, uh, I also wanted contributors to know that every dollar that they put in went exactly where their hearts had intended for those dollars to go. It's very important. Very, very important. And, and so, uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, so now we were, we'll say two weeks in, we've, we've now gotten the van paid off. We've gotten the Jeep paid off. Cause that only took like a day or two, you know, no to get that deal. other 14,000. So what were the last two goals then? Well, the last two goals were way bigger than I could ever uh, imagine. And, um, you know, there's also more credit I need to give. Uh, I need to give Gary Black and Southland Christian Church some um, some credit to all this. Uh, me being doubtful and skeptical and cynical and jaded and not having enough faith in God. I, Gary is a leader in our church here, a very big church. And and um, I've always had tons of respect. So he and I were Facebooking every day. Every day we were Facebooking. and About the campaign? Uh, about the campaign. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, what do I do now? <laughs> and, and they actually, you know, one of the things that I had thought originally was, you know, I'll submit Wendell to what we call the Dollar Club at Southland. And it's basically, long story short, is if it's accepted, all the members of the church give an extra dollar in their tithe wow. and that dollar goes to 
the the beneficiary. That's cool. Our church has twenty thousand members. Oh, that's okay. Huge, so actually, <laughs> you know, it, it would have been eighteen twenty thousand bucks, very very likely. So I submitted the case to uh, to Gary and to uh, uh, Southland Christian Church. You know, he's advised me. He's telling me this or that. The 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 people that had donated, you know, they were. I was getting. You know, first off, you want to thank everybody that gives a contribution. You also start getting these comments. And so the comments, thousands of them coming in were like, you know, we want to do more. You know, don't turn it off. Let it go. You know, we want to keep going. All this stuff. Again, I had no confidence. I had no knowledge of how I was going to do this. I certainly had no confidence, really sadly, in God being able to do it because it had to be a God thing, not a Todd thing. And and it just kept going and snowballing so fast, the Washington Post got involved, like I said. And then CBS News in New York City did an interview. Wow. Inside Edition did an interview. Uh, something called Patch.com did an interview. Uh, People.com did the story. And so the story had been picked up, and now we paid off the van and the Jeep, and whoa. And so I'm sitting there, what do I do now? <laughs> And I remember looking at Wendell, or maybe I didn't, and I thought to myself, do I want to try to pay off the house? Do I want to pay off the house? I mean, this could take months. I could be tied into this thing for another six months. <laughs> did you run that? Did he run that past you before he did up the goal again? Yeah. Yeah? I did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> what What did you think when... You started to think maybe that was a possibility because that's kind of a life changing thing. Yeah, I said that help out a lot. Yeah, because <laughs> I could afford to retire and wow. all that, stay home with the boys. So he pulled it through for me. Wow. <laughs> well, and that's exactly we were talking about the order of the goals. The van was just me wanting to do something. The Jeep got done because of how fast and the van had done and knowing we only needed a little bit. And so I, I played it out of my head. You know, it's unbelievable. We've raised 40000 bucks. you know, in a couple of weeks, a little over a couple of weeks. It's amazing. You know, let's do the house. <laughs> because the last two goals that I thought, wouldn't this be nothing short of a miracle, would be paying off the man's house so that, goal number five, he could retire. Wow. He's 84 years old, lost his wife. He's got to be able to go through the grieving process. He's got to have some time left in his life to spend with these boys. I thought, well, he needs to retire. And so I made the decision to stick it out six months and try to get the house paid off. It took two weeks. <laughs> the so, house payoff was $75,000. Wow. Never would have dreamed. And two, and so I upped it on the site. I did an update out to the contributors. Um, that coincided about when all this other press had come out uh, on a national level. And I thought, let's take the goal to 115. And at 115... We could pay off the house. Now we would have paid off the van. We would have paid off the Jeep. We would have paid off the house. And all this man got out of all this money 
was that he did not have to write out checks each month that totaled about 1900 bucks a month. And because he didn't have to write those checks out each month, his little bit of social security and his little bit of money that the boys get because of their disabilities, they would be able to keep as a family and live off that money. And they could do that. Isn't that right, Wendell? Yeah. That's so amazing. It wasn't that he got to have this big amount of money and, you know, go to Florida for three months. <laughs> you know, it stayed in his count for only yeah. a day right. each time, you know. And we spent it and we did it exactly what we told the contributors we were going to do. <laughs> we paid off the items and then he actually paid off the house in two checks. I've got a lovely picture of him holding a check up next to him where he paid off the first 35000 wow. of the house, I think. Yeah. And then, you know, just three days later or so, we had the the other half of the house pay off, paid off. So how much did the campaign end up raising in total before you turned off donations? Wow. Um, actually, <laughs> I can't even tell you. Okay. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because... The campaign not only raised um, $115,000 and change at first, mm-hmm. but there was also tertiary money that came in as well. Like offline donations? Yeah, offline. Bet, yeah. yeah. Um, first off, once the story broke in the newspaper, Everybody that walked into McDonald's was shoving 20s in, <laughs> in his yeah. pocket. You're like, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, I was calling you about every night yeah. and uh, he would be going through. I'd be telling him, you know, Wendell, we got another ten thousand dollars. And he'd be interrupting me saying, 20, 40, another 20, counting this hundred dollars he's getting. And I was trying to tell him he had gotten another ten thousand dollars from contributions. OK, yeah. it's easier to understand what you're holding in your hand. Yeah, I mean, $115,000 yeah. is kind of... That's a big, big number. Hard to grasp, you know? And then uh, then other stuff happened. You know, other people that need to be recognized in this thing was uh, Frankfurt Toyota. They bought the Jeep and gave us a real, real good price. And we got to talk about his luncheon. We had this wonderful party Oh, I really want to hear about the party. Yeah, and uh, so we'll talk about that. But they paid for... Uh, for the party for Wendell, Frankfurt Toyota did. And um, they bought my wife a headstone, too. Wow. All that was paid for, for me. That's exactly right. And so that was another friend of mine. Um, well, so um, I wanted to ask about that, actually. So there was something that went on originally with getting the headstone for your wife, right, that made it either difficult to pay for or something um, what happened with that, that it happened so much later? Sure. Okay. So and you correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, okay? Okay. Now, um, he and Della had contributed money uh, to a cemetery in Georgetown where she was to be buried, you know, pre-planned their funerals and so forth and had paid, you know, for a long, long time uh, yeah. toward that. Right, Wendell? Yeah. Yeah. And so... Uh, as things happen in life, we never know who's being honest with us and who isn't. Well, the people Amsgrade that owned the property, and they were left with nothing. And oh. so their life insurance 
and his kids pulled together, scraped together, would be a better word, enough money to get their mom, his wife, buried. In the ground with no headstone. I mean, it's all dirt. You know, you don't even know she's there. Wow. Okay? And so, okay, once again, Nolan Wendell, here's another tragic, terrible story. And so as I was returning from one of my trips, um, you know, I had somebody on the phone that was near and dear to me. Uh, big brothers, big sisters. This man was my big brother when I was oh, a little cool. boy. Okay. And he's been a big part of who I am. All the good in me, whatever that is, uh, and some of the bad, uh, comes as a re- direct result of, of my memories of him. <laughs> I had him on the phone and he said, Todd, actually he said, Todd, what can I do? I said, well, Buzzy, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you feel like doing? And, I, you know, we were talking about this or that. And I told him, okay, and the tombstone thing, we would, I know on Wendell's heart, you know, more, more than vans and cars and houses, right. it bothered him that nobody would know where his wife is, uh, that they did not have a headstone of any type. Mm-hmm. And I told Buzzy this. He said, Todd, you call such and such at such and such. You tell him, get it, whatever he wants, and I got it. Send me the bill. That's amazing. That one, yeah. that oh. I had to pull over on the side of the road. I was crying. I can imagine. Yeah. So you ask me, what did we accomplish or how much did we raise? On site, at that point, 115000 116000 GoFundMe kicked in 1000 bucks. We had some really nice contributions uh, above 3000 3500 You can't thank everybody. but And then off the site, off line, you know, Buzzy got Wendell the tombstone or the headstone that he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Although I don't think it's even come in yet, has no, it? No, that they yeah. oh, did they take didn't a while? Had one we oh, ordered. 90 days. Wow. So they had to, my daughter went with me and we got to pick out a different one. Wow. So, But it's what you wanted and I guess yeah. it's beautiful. That's yeah. a, a beautiful gift for someone to yeah. give to someone that they don't even know that well. That's amazing. For sure. Wow. Yeah. And then all the money that went into, you know, from people at McDonald's. All right. And then the party. Yes. Okay. Let's get, yeah. to, the, let's get to the fun part. <laughs> yeah, this was fun, wasn't it, Wendell? Yeah. I, I, and this was, I got to take credit for this one. I, I thought, um, wouldn't it, you know, my whole thing was, Wendell could not possibly know how much he means to people. It's a demenial job. You know, he did he, he he's cleaned that McDonald's lobby for 40 years. Wow. But, you know, did he touch anybody's life? Mm-hmm. And I knew he had. Yeah. <laughs> because I was reading all these comments on the GoFundMe page every day. <laughs> and so many people were responding with, oh, I remember him. He took care of me. He smiled at my kid. You know, all this stuff. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, he needs to know that people really do love him. They're giving him a lot of money. But they need to. He needs to know that people love him. So I thought, let's have a party. Yeah, a surprise it's, party, right? Huh? A surprise party? No, it wasn't really a surprise. No. He knew he was going to his party. Oh. When, yeah, yeah. But that would have been nice, many, but it'd been kind of hard to show up. Yeah, right. 
And they <laughs> give me some cards to pass out to uh, customers. Yeah. Oh, like invitations. Part, party's going to be for me. And the, they were going to have it at the church there back at the Christian Southland. Church. Mm-hmm. Southland Church. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so Gary Black came through for me on that one. Um, he 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 got it worked out to where we could use uh, the cafe in the church and have the most wonderful lunch catered in, courtesy of Frankfurt Toyota, and and so we invited through that. You know, these little cards I had printed, a printing company donated them, and then they ran an article in the Herald Leader. Uh, you know, that we were going to have a party for him oh, wow. on such yeah. and such date. <laughs> and I was hoping for 100, 125 people, you know. And so um, I had all kinds of people volunteer to help me, uh, Lori and Michelle and Mary Loy uh, and Michael. And, and so I had a great team of people. Uh, Lori um, had, uh, she was kind of my event planner, had made flowers and stuff to go in um, mason jars. And I mean, it was just, it was, it was a beautiful day. I mean, she just did a wonderful, uh, wonderful joy uh, uh, job. And so, um, you know, we had the chairs arranged so that Wendell and I could sit up front and we could tell the story that we're largely telling you. Yeah. In my, in my mind, I had this idea that, you know, there'd be a line of people waiting to give him a hug. <laughs> and so we had all these people come in they tell me we had somewhere between 125 and 150 people come to this luncheon. Wow. Um, family, friends, people I'd never met, people he had never met. Uh, just all these folks showed up. The food was amazing. We had too much food. Um, <laughs> and and then we had another surprise. I had another just fun idea that went really well. About five days before the party, I called our wonderful mayor's office, Mayor Jim Gray. I uh, did not get to speak to him, but I've always loved Jim Gray and um, think he's just a really neat guy. And And so I called his office, talked to his executive assistant, and, and I said, hi, my name's Todd Oldfield, and, you know, I got a, a story to tell you. There's this little old guy. She said, Wendell? Wow. What? I said, yeah, Wendell. She said, we're watching the page right now. We keep hitting refresh. What? No way. I said, oh, my God, that's so funny. Okay, well, all right. So I'm the guy that put all that together. I said, I thought, wouldn't it be nice if Wendell had his own holiday? Oh, my goodness. She said, let me see what can happen. Oh. And no joke, at the party, and I nearly forgot to do it, under my chair, I had a plaque and on that plaque, it said, and I had Wendell stand up. You know, as we had told the story, people were standing up and clapping, or not standing up, but they were clapping and applauding as we hit the milestones as I was telling the story. All right, so we get to the end. I nearly forgot. And I said, Wendell, stand up. I got something else for you. And yeah. so he stood up, <laughs> and um, I pulled it out of its bag, and I read it to him and to the audience. I said, to Wendell Gill in appreciation for having served our community tirelessly and for taking care of his special needs grandsons. And da, 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 I declare uh, October 20th, 19, or 2018 as Wendell Gill Day in Fayette County. Wow. Signed Mayor Gray. 
beautiful plaque. Audience goes to their feet. They're all applauding. And, um, and, um, and Wendell's crying. I'm crying. Uh-huh. You know, it was a heck of a moment. And um, so that was real cool. Wendell, and, what, uh, what went through your mind when you found out you had a day named after you by the mayor? Yeah. He gave a big plat about that tall. I got hanging up in the dining room at the house. Wow. Now. So I couldn't believe. That's pretty special. Get something like that from the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I got it. That's so You're a hero. Amazing. You are. Everyone loves you here. That's another thing I like to mention. I got probably about, what, about a thousand cards from people. And most of them had money in it. Oh, wow. I'd get a $100 bill, $50, $20. Some of them said 10 Just, you know, I don't can't remember how much money I got out of all the cards. Wow. I think Todd yeah. told me when he picked me up today, he had a card somebody done sent to him for me. Oh, my gosh. But he forgot it, so. Yeah, it, it's at the house. I'll have to give it to you later. It may have money in <laughs> yeah. it, too. I don't Another know. one. <laughs> so at the end of the party, I had him stand up and do this and get this, and everybody's to their feet. And, you know, we'd done everything we came there to do. So the, the party was over and I said, anybody that'd like to, you know, uh, say anything to Wendell, he'll be up front here. And sure enough, there was a big line of people <laughs> waiting to give him a hug. That was the high point Aww. of the whole campaign. He had 30, 40 people waiting in line to give him a hug and let him know how much he meant to them. So I think that visual and the party itself is such a beautiful addition to the story because it's sort of a visual representation of what this whole thing has been about. I mean, you've got a community of people coming together to really let you, Wendell, know that they care about you. And with the party, it was people from the local community um, of Lexington. But with the GoFundMe, it was a community of people all around the world. And that's just so... It's so profound, and um, it's just it's beautiful to hear this from you two in person. Okay. Um, Todd, I would love to know from you. So you're a very giving soul. Um, it's really amazing to hear this story from yourself. Um, and you can tell from the way that you write and speak on the GoFundMe campaign as well. Um, what was it like for you as the campaign's organizer seeing so many people from the, around the world help you help Wendell? Mm-hmm. All right, first off, I, I do like to talk, as you can well tell. <laughs> I love to tell stories. I love to write. I had a blast, first off. And just to give you some statistics, um, we ended up with 1,977 contributions. Whoa. Um, those contributions, according to GoFundMe, came in from all 50 states. Wow. Everywhere. Alaska, <laughs> all 50 states, and 20 countries. Oh, my gosh. That, to me... Wendell is known around the world. Yeah. Okay. At least in 20 countries, there's somebody <laughs> in that country that knows him and contributed money to this sweet little old man 10,000 miles away, which they'll never meet. <laughs> and so for me, and, and let's just be really clear here. All I did was throw a bowling ball down Mount Everest. <laughs> Fact of the matter is, my contribution to his case was 
I think 75 bucks. <laughs> That's it. Okay. This wasn't a Todd thing at all. Um, this was thousands of people literally doing for this uh, sweet little old guy. And anybody that's ever met him will tell you the same thing. I mean, they remember his smile. You know, they're going to miss him. And and so the last goal was retire. And that was the crux of the whole thing when I called him and he said, uh, you know, I'm going to retire. You know, my last day is next is two Tuesdays from today. And uh, that for me was when I could... Uh, you know, take a break and, and not worry. And, you know, here just 30 days before mm -hmm. we had nothing, 30 days later, you know, through the generosity of people, uh, this sweet old man had all of his debt paid off and now he was able to retire. So, you know, what a feeling. What date did you actually retire? Yeah. What um, day did sorry, you actually date? retire? I, it was... I gave him two weeks' notice, and I think it was on a Tuesday. Yeah, it was a Tuesday. Like a um, about a few weeks ago, or it was in it was in November. It was before Christmas, oh, wow. I think. But pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah. My store manager told me, she "said uh, I ain't even gonna take you off payroll." Said, "I may call you back in two weeks, <laughs> but I ain't never hear nothing from her." Wow. But I don't think I'd go back. Yeah. <laughs> Because I want to stay home, take care of them two boys. Yeah. Because they lost my wife. Oh, it breaks my heart. Uh, the oldest boy, John, who's autistic, is a kind, sweet soul. You know, yeah, gentle yeah. giant, just a big guy and just as sweet as could be. I've, I've interacted with him probably 10 times. And in all those 10 times... I don't believe I've had more than 30 seconds of conversation with him that he wasn't saying, I miss Granny. Oh, my gosh. That's all he'll say. He sits, he, he just, he looks at me, he says, I miss Granny. Yeah, he cry, cries. That's why. Mm -hmm. Say, Pop said, I miss Granny. I'm so sorry. And for I always tell day. him that we all miss her. Yeah. And I told him, I said, she's still watching you. Mm -hmm. I said, nights when the stars comes out, that's her looking down at you. <laughs> and I said, when it rains, that's her tears falling where she's crying. That's very beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, Todd, I would love to hear from you if um, if any of our listeners are thinking to themselves, hey, I know someone who needs some help, but I'm nervous to take that first step. What advice would you give to them? Um, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's the question. That's the, uh, the $69,000 question. You know, for me, I just know how my heart works, you know. I've been living my life 56 years old thinking, you know, am I supposed to do anything? <laughs> um, is there any purpose for me to be here? Is there, I haven't really done anything in my life to help anybody. 
And, and I don't know, I think a lot of us just kind of live life and we don't necessarily think on a day-to-day basis, looking back, have I really ever done anything to help anyone? <laughs> and so I felt like when Wendell told me that story that Tuesday morning, I thought, okay, maybe this is something that God wants me to do. Okay. So if you're thinking that maybe there might be somebody out there that you could help, well, I don't know how to tell you this, whether what your faith is or not, but that might be God giving you something to do. Okay. That was the case for me. We don't know. And this is an important point to me that I've come to learn from this and witnessing what I've gone through with Wendell. We don't know whose lives we touch. Okay. Uh, Wendell did not know 41 years ago (laughs) that 41 years later, we'd be sitting in a recording studio (laughs) talking about the fact that we had just raised $115,000 and that I was the one that did that for him. (laughs) Because of the fact that he had touched my heart. So if somebody's got something going on in their life that you're kind of thinking, you know, I'd like to help. Well, that may be more than just you thinking that somebody else, maybe God's might be saying that this is something that you should do. And and so just act on it. I know this is probably the proudest thing I've ever done in my life. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get anything out of it. You know, it wasn't for me. I didn't get a nickel. Okay. But this is probably, and it may be that there's bigger things to come one day, but this was one thing that God asked me to do that I hit that sucker out of the park on, you know? (laughs) Yes, you did. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know, maybe this was it for me. And, uh, and so if you're feeling that, you know, uh, the the lessons that I learned, I think, that made this successful is if you've got a true worthy cause, you know, that you don't hear of, it's unique, uh, and there's a time sense of urgency, and you, you, you need to do this for this person now. Okay, if it's truly worthy, then just set up a page, <laughs> set a goal, a thousand bucks. Start calling media, okay? See if you can get some press because that will cause the people to come. Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, you know, all the sites, you know, that that's going to help spread the word. But I, I've come from my experiences, you get the right media channels involved, they can take and get the word out fast. And you know what? We read and hear so much crap these days and negativity and lying and this and that, that they're hungry. You know, these media groups and TV stations and radio, they're hungry for stories of inspiration. So get them engaged, okay? Get them involved and let them spread the word and the money will come in and make darn sure that every dollar is accounted for and then it goes to the purpose because it's not your money. It's not the beneficiary's money. It's the contributor's money. 
And you got to be sensitive of that and make sure that they know that that money's going out. Communicate, thank them, let them know, do updates, put pictures like I did of him paying off his stuff. Okay. Let me tell you what, they love that stuff. Yeah. They become emotionally invested and they share the story and share the story and share the story. And that's how you get a hundred or 200,000 hits <laughs> on your page is by the story, whatever your story is being shared. If you hit your goal, up it, up it, up it. I've got our, our sites turned off. You can't contribute. And I get emails from people that are upset. <laughs> Turn it back on. We want to do more. Don't limit God. Okay. And I wrestle with that. But I think, you know, I've done enough for this man. He's grateful. I'm grateful. And so there's plenty of other folks out there that have needs. Go find those stories and put the money in their hands. Y'all did enough. <laughs> and all of you, whoever is listening to this, don't be afraid to smile. Uh, regardless of what's going on in your life, it was a smile from a little old guy who at that point was only 40 <laughs> <laughs> that inspired me to uh, stay a part of his life and to do what I could to help him when he needed it. You don't know whose life you're going to touch. So, you know, hit everybody with a smile. I just can't thank Todd and Wendell enough for being our guests on the podcast. That story really touched my heart very deeply, and I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you so much for listening to True Stories of Good People, a podcast brought to you by GoFundMe. If you were inspired by today's story, please help us out by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating, a review, and subscribing to the show. And if anyone you know loves inspiring stories, please share our podcast with them. It means the world to us. Also, we love to hear from listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, or questions, you can write to us at podcast at gofundme.com. And lastly, for more behind-the-scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at True Stories of Good People and on Twitter at TSGPPod quick thank you to Dynamics Productions in Lexington, Kentucky, where this episode was recorded, and to our editing team at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. We'll be back next time with more true stories of good people. Talk to you then!